You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 136. What's the difference between VOCs and mold? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Today, Steve, we're talking about VOCs. Do you want to tell everybody about VOCs? Yeah, I, actually, I'd be curious um, how many of our listeners even know what VOCs are. Do you know what VOC? I didn't until you told me volatile organic compounds, but what does that mean exactly? <laughs> well, I'm not a um, scientist. I'm not a uh, uh, English nerd, but... Um, for the most part, in the way we were trained in our testing or in our certifications, is VOCs could be a lot of things. And when I think of VOCs, and this is why I say I'm not like anybody can interpret or interpret the definition, whatever they, however they want. I mean, but this is my interpretation of it. VOCs could be anything like cologne, candles, um, cleaning chemicals, paint, stains, smoke carbon monoxide, um, combustible gas, pet dander, BO from your body. I mean, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. And and so my point is with that is, is when we look at VOCs, we, we look at it as from an indoor air quality perspective, we have like four main things we're looking for. Mold, or that we think about. Mold, radon, um, VOCs, and probably... Um, carbon monoxide, things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we kind of, we put them in those categories. And when we say VOCs, you know, that could be once again, and this is what I'm looking at it from a specialist point of view. It could be anything, but the point of this episode is, is it doesn't have to be mold to make you sick. It could be radon, it could be all kinds of stuff. 
That's very, very true. So then um, what is the connection between VOCs and mold? Not necessarily a connection. It's just, um, I guess I wouldn't word it that way, but I want our listeners to know that there's more than just mold in your home that you need to be concerned about when it comes to air quality. So okay. that is the connection. Okay. So it's it's all, whether it's a mold issue or a VOC issue, it all impacts your indoor air quality. Exactly. And so you have to be concerned about any of the volatile organic compounds yeah. that could be in your environment that you think like perfume or normal. Right. But depending on each person's biochemistry in that home could affect them differently. Right. And I don't know, you know, it's been a while. Um, it's maybe some of our listeners work in the healthcare field. But I remember, um, and this has been several years ago, when I got like my pre-op stuff for a shoulder surgery, it said don't wear perfumes, colognes, deodorant, because in the operating room, that that's an air contamination concern. Oh, okay. But on top of that, though, maybe the nurse or the doctor or somebody's allergic to it. So that's why it's it matters, if that makes sense. I mean, common common molds can make you sick. So maybe, I mean, you know, I remember back in the day, um, I remember in uh, junior high, we couldn't use spray spray deodorant anymore. Exactly. And like the women were using like Aquanet. Yeah, you couldn't know? use that. I mean, you, nope. and so those are VOCs. Okay. They can irritate your lungs. You can have an allergic reaction to it. I mean, it, I've never had the problem, but you might have to have a um, the little pump thingy. Inhaler. Inhaler. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's from an indoor air quality concern. That's why we talk about it. Like, let's just say the candles you like to light. Mm-hmm. What if every time you lit them, I start sneezing? Well, that tells you something. It tell, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But how do you deal with the fact that, you know, somebody has a lot of VOCs in their home? So let's say somebody uses perfume, somebody else uses cologne, somebody uses candles, somebody has a diffuser, and then in every room in the house, they have those little Glade plugins. How do you rule out, how do you figure out which, which VOC is actually causing a problem if there's a problem. It's a, it, you know, from a specialist point of view, if, like if it's me and you want to pay me to figure it out, it's going to cost you a lot of money because we have to go one by one. Mm-hmm. And so as, as for our listeners, you could start with unplugging that Glade thing. But one thing, though, that brings up something is the symptoms from VOCs are typically more headaches and stuff like that. Okay. You can get that from mold exposure, the mold exposure, it's congestion and runny eyes. And you could maybe get runny eyes from those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the most common uh, reaction you would get if, if, if you're going to have a reaction to VOCs would be headaches. Okay. And you would. You'd have to kind of go one by one. And But you could I, – I, I do it. I, I can go into a property and I'm not going to characterize people, but you can just tell. Like – Maybe I walk in there and it just it just smells dirty. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe I go in there and it smells like bo. Maybe I go in there and it smells like perfume. Maybe I go in there and it smells like pet. Maybe I, pets. Like maybe it's urine. Like when I go in and I've said this to our listeners before, and I don't know, it's just kind of funny because I I do have a really good nose. It has nothing to do with I'm certified mold inspector. Exactly. But when I go in there and I if I smell like a strong smell of perfume. I go, well, what, what is that? Like, are they trying to cover up another smell? When I did home inspections, if you come in and you see a fresh coat of paint, as an inspector, you're like, did they try to cover something up? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So it it gives us a good idea from the indoor air quality specialists what's going on. And if, if you have all those things you just named off, I mean, wow, that would be kind of overwhelming. You wouldn't even know where to start. Well, and it, when you also factor in other things, is somebody smoking in the house of EOC? Yeah. Yep. It Smokers. Is. Yep. Okay. So somebody's a smoker and what do they do then? I, I, if it's no different than if I had an allergic reaction when you had start light candles, you'd have to, that person would have to not smoke in that house. But if, <laughs> but if you have a smoker in a house, we can really tell, um, it, it's quite ov- obvious to, well, for me, I shouldn't say to inspectors, but you get like, there's a tar on the ceilings. Okay. Um, there's a discoloration. You can smell it. I mean, smoke is, um, <laughs> Once you have smoke, so we use ozone machines, and a lot of hotels use those for smells. Mm-hmm. Um, now think about like our home compared to a hotel room. Hotel room's carpet's more industrial carpet, so it's yeah. not as porous. But when you smoke, that stuff gets everywhere. And you can try to cover the smell with paint, but it's still down in the carpets. And I mean... Let's just say one of my clients or one of our listeners, they want to buy a home, but they go in there and they're like, man, it just reeks of smoke. There's no way. You know, for me, I'm always the kind of guy that, you know, anything can be fixed at a cost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would literally have to pull all the carpets and pads and run ozone machines and use a lot of harsh chemicals to get rid of that smoke and the tar and what it's done. It's, it's no different than a meth house. Okay. The meth house, you pretty much have to strip it down to the framing. Wow. Wow. And it's just because, you know, I'm sorry for our listen- listeners. I don't know how to cook meth, but they use a lot of just harsh, harsh chemicals. Mm-hmm. And we can go in. We we have um, we have ways to test, actually, for meth and all sorts of stuff. But, but yeah, it's it's pretty harsh. We kind of got off on something a little different. But, but that was a good question about smoking. Yeah. And it does bring up meth houses. We have ways to test for the stuff I have. I think there's about a hundred different drugs we can test for, and and we know where to test for them. Well, and isn't it? I mean, to me, it seems like that there's a big challenge in all of that. Let's say you're somebody who finds a steal of a deal on a house that either was a house where people smoked in it constantly, or a house where people did meth constantly or a house where people not doing meth. I'm talking or, cooking oh, it, cooking meth constantly or a house where people smoked weed, con- whatever the, the substance you want to say, let's say you find a steal of a deal at the same time that you're like, well, it is possible to remove all of that. You have to use a lot of harsh chemicals. Aren't the harsh chemicals also VOCs? They are, but, but, but it, I, I get this question quite often. Like, do you guys use green chemicals <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you do mold mitigation and i i kind of chuckle because there's in my opinion there's really no such thing as green chemicals like, yeah they're yeah. harsh but but what we're doing is is we're, this is in a containment right so we're not when we're done with mold mitigation there we're running air test and plus we've ran air scrubbers and all sorts of things there, there are not indoor air quality concerns. So I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but the people aren't going to be living there. They're not going to be exposed to any of that because we have removed all that with the equipment that we're using. You can't just go in with an ozone machine. Let's just say this was the house. Yeah. And, you know, put a couple out throughout the house and think you're going to cure your problem. No, it goes, 
goes back to one of our favorite subjects. It's like fogging. Exactly. It's a band-aid, but but no, it's not. To answer your question, we're not using chemicals that linger for for days and weeks that are going to be harmful. Okay. Okay. So by the time by the time there are occupants in the home, obviously we're not in there without the proper PPE, mm-hmm. personal protective equipment, just in case people didn't know what I meant. Once you come in and and all that's been done, we've ran we've ran enough testing. You're not. There's no concerns. But they are VOCs while we're doing it. Yes. Correct. Because I even think of things like. The dryer sheets that you put in the clothes, the crystals when you're washing the clothes, mm-hmm. Comet, which seems really harmless that old in an old-fashioned way you clean. Aren't those all yes. volatile yep. organic compounds? Yeah, and, I, and it's funny you bring up um, you bring up clothes because when those little crystals first came out, remember I was using those, mm-hmm. and I was following their directions, and it was just, I have a sensitive nose, I guess. Remember, I had to drop the the amount I put in there exactly because the clothes were just too. They smelled. It irritated me. Yeah. Just, but yeah, those all are. I mean, and that's the thing is, is it would be like asking somebody, can is there a green chemical to remove Kool Aid from your carpet? Well, you might be able to find something, but to me, it's it's all when I say toxic, it's they all have their their pros and cons. And so then if somebody is, you know, I think most people today are living in a, in homes where there are a bunch of volatile organic compounds. Mm-hmm. How do you test for which ones are adversely affecting you? Or is it just you eliminate everything, slowly add back each one and see if it creates a reaction? Well, we have different, you know, for from our perspective, from the professional side, like I said, we, we have ways that we can test for all these drugs. Um where we test, how we test, I've done it for years, so I'm not going to go into all that. But VOCs per se, there's there's a lot of high-tech equipment out there that, in my opinion, is a waste of money that you could get for certain VOCs. But we we could test for the drugs. We we have, I call, it's called a sniffer. When I say sniffer, I usually refer to my nose. But it's actually, a, it's a combustible gas detector that we can use. Um, that'll tell us if there's any propane issues. We can test obviously for radon. There's machines we have for that. Um, smoke detectors. We, we, we test smoke detectors. Um, I mean, so to answer your question, the perfumes and stuff like that, there's no reason to test for it. If, if we go into a home, like you said, just slowly, like, why would you need all that stuff? I'm just curious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's, not asking you, but that's what I ask myself when I go into a home that has that. Like, is the perfume masking a urine smell, a pet urine smell? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's what, that's how I view it. So I go in there and I have, and I, there are these strong smells. And if I got to put my mask on right off the bat, it's not even a mold issue. Then, yeah, you've got lots of VOCs. But let's say I start seeing a bunch of, you know, pee stains from dogs i'm like oh that's why they're using this Mm -hmm. so does that make sense that does make sense so you know if you're living in a home and there's that much going on you probably know why yeah someone smokes in the house there's there's something going on yeah so that that makes sense i didn't really answer your question did i but well i think the, the bottom line is lots of people are living with many more vocs than they might think so you've got the Glade plugins, you've got the candles, you've got the perfume, you, you know, people yeah. are living with many more. Yeah. I remember 
when I was little. You remember the scent you would throw the stuff, the powdery stuff you put on the carpet. Yeah, before you vacuum. Before you then. vacuum. Yeah. That's what yeah. we go see. Yeah. Like, so we have. But, you're, but why are you putting it in there? To make it smell nice. But, but that's not really to cover up anything. That was the way in the yeah. 80s. People just thought you would make your... Now we have Glade plug-ins, so we don't right, need but, that. But I guess I view it from a little bit different perspective. Like, well, if you want it to smell good, then just burn a candle. But that's a VOC too. Right. But I'm just saying <laughs> it wouldn't be as harsh to me as putting the, a dust in yes. your carpet. And I would assume sage is not a VOC when we go around the Yeah, that's a VOC. Is it? It's smoke. Oh. Yeah. So no, it, but that's a good VOC. <laughs> <laughs> that's my whole point, though, is, is it... <laughs> And and, and and I don't want our listeners to think, well, everything's VOCs, but I'm not trying to group it into one group, but I'm, tr- I am, my point is, is it doesn't have to just be mold per se to be making you sick. And going back to the mold perspective, like why, why am I smelling fresh paint? Why did they go in and put all this spray foam up in the attic? What are, like, are they trying to cover something up? That's why VOCs are such a big deal. And yes, like when I say, well, you know, use a, a candle instead. Yeah, that's a VOC. But if you're only using the candle, then you know. Mm-hmm. But to me, a candle is way better than a dust that, you know, who knows what that did to our lungs. And because I, I kind of forgot about that, but yeah. I do remember my mom would go that. around. Exactly. It, it was a thing. Yeah, it could, that couldn't be that yeah, healthy. Exactly. So, whatever. <laughs> I remember back in the day, we see it on Facebook, you know, when people were sick, they gave them, you see the, the, the little bottle, and it supposedly was like cocaine or something. Know what I'm talking about? No. Uh-uh. Like, way back, like, cough syrup. Oh, that's right. You go way, into the pharmacy. Yeah, way, way back. Way, way back. They give yeah. people, yeah, morphine. Yeah. They give people lots of stuff exactly. that you just can't get today. Yeah, <laughs> so, that, yeah. So, yeah, we've evolved a little bit. But yes, we have. My point is with VOCs and our listeners is... You know, be careful of why you're using them Mm -hmm. and make sure you're not, you know, making yourself sick because I'm not an expert when it comes to VOCs. But for the most part, that's short term, you know, health effects that you would have. Whereas mold, there can be long term health effects from from doing it. But I wanted people to understand VOCs can be harmful. So can mold. But don't ignore VOCs because you think it's mold. Exactly. So what's your call to action for people? So going to your rooms, you know, we were just talking about why would you have to do that? But, you know, I wasn't allowed to eat in my room as a teenager, but I have done inspections. We talked about this several weeks ago on, on a podcast where you literally find like an old bowl of whatever underneath the teenager's bed and it's got all sorts of mold. But go into the rooms you don't go into often, your crawl space, maybe your basement, your teenage daughter or son's room. Just somewhere where you don't go into often, maybe a mechanical room, and just look around and use your sniffer, your nose as your sniffer, and just go, does it smell musty? Like, is there a weird smell? Like, you know, most people can, like, I can tell when you lit a candle in a room, like, I can smell it. So, you can smell a lot of odors, musty odors, moldy odors, urine odors. Um, One thing for our listeners, too, there are mold types that have a urine smell. So, That's right. Just so they know that. So keep, so inspect and smell. Yep. Just use your own, you know, you don't have to pay anybody. Whoever's got the best sniffer in the house, have them, have them go to the areas where you just don't like, let's just say a closet you don't open very often or underneath a bathroom sink, wherever, you know, some, some of our listeners might have a, a guest house that's 
you know, only the mother-in-law uses it when she comes up twice a year. Mm -hmm. Go out there and go into all the rooms and sniff around. You don't want your mother-in-law getting sick. No, you certainly do not. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have more questions about things you can learn about mold or anything else, they can check out your Udemy courses. Yep. Yep. We talk about those all the time. It's, uh... There's, there's a lot of good information in those. Yep. So go to Udemy.com, look up Steve Worsley, and you will come across all the courses. Yep. It's almost Christmas, so I hope everybody's got their stuff bought. That's right. Because if not, um, Amazon Prime might not be delivering on time. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great holiday. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.